Each week, we take a moment, sit down, and talk about things going on at the road in what we call the Road Detour. Well, welcome to the Road Detour, and I am here with my good friends, Mel and Elaine. And how are you guys doing today? We're doing great. So this is, have we talked about what we're going to talk about? Not at all. Totally unrehearsed. This is just conversation. We talk about real life, talk about what God's doing in our life. And you guys have an interesting story. And so I, I want to delve into that story a little bit. Tell me about your early life, Mel. Well, I was wondering why I was even born, because I failed the uh, third grade twice. And I had to milk the cows because my brother couldn't milk them if they would go dry. And then I had to wash the dishes and go to school. And so I just wondered why I was even born. But Were, were you born into poverty, Mel? No, I wasn't. I, my dad was an electrician, but he would go out and work for others during the uh, 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 night. And so I wouldn't see him except on the weekend. Okay. And uh, he always took his brother with me. And I asked him one day, I said, Dad, why don't you teach me the uh, electric trade? And he said, son, I can do it quicker than I can teach you. And that was it. And so, uh, Were you the youngest male? No, I was the middle. 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 Uh -huh. My daughter was, my uh, sister was younger than I was. My brother was older by four years than I was. Where were you living at at the time? I was living in Corpus Christi, Texas. Corpus Christi. Mm -hmm. And Lane, tell me about your early life. Oh, uh, I was the youngest of four children. Everyone was grown and... Um, I could have been my sister and her husband's child. There was so much difference, age difference. in our age. Um, so I was the runt of the family. <laughs> okay. But I had wonderful, I had good parents. Where'd you guys meet each other? School. school. Yeah, Corpus Christi? Okay. So y'all were school, high school sweethearts, junior high sweethearts? That's right. Been married how long now? 65 years. You've been married 65 years. It, it, we would be in the grave if it weren't for the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So how'd you guys, you guys ended up in California at some point. How'd you get to California? My uncle asked me to come out and manage one of his uh, tractor yards. He had three tractor yards. And so I told my wife, I said, we are not making it here and we need to do something different. My brother was out in California making a good living as an electrician. And so uh, I told her we were going to move out to California, and we lived there for 40 years after we moved out. And I was in church, and the pastor was preaching on Malachi, and we were sitting on the front row. My three children, and I and wife were sitting on the front row, and the devil told him, said, if you preach that, you'll never see them again. But he said, I had nothing else to preach, so I preached on it. I felt so convicted that we started giving 20%. And one day, we were going home from church, and I said, honey, I know that it's been kind of hard on you giving 20%. She said, why don't we try 30 Really? <laughs> and that's our life. The Lord has blessed us. You were going to say something, Elaine. What were you going to say? I hope nobody sees this. <laughs> uh. 
Because we don't want anybody to think this is what's no. required of them. No, 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 no. This is yeah, your this, story. This is this is your story. So is, here, here's something, and I'm putting this together from memory from things you guys have shared with me. At one point in your life, while you were in California, you told me you were a millionaire. Yes, and then in 1991. Well, first, tell me how you how that happened. How, what decisions did you make? What career were you working? We, my brother asked me to go to a seminar with him. And so we went to a seminar in Sacramento. And the man was telling that we didn't have enough hours in the day to work to make the money that we needed to make. But he said, if you had other people working for you, said you could make it. And so he told uh, about how we could get property and get other people to pay for it by renting. And so we started doing that. And uh, at the age of 39, I quit my job because the government, we had gone up to Sacramento and, and they asked us, uh, what do you live on? <laughs> because uh, we were uh, showing them everything that we spent. And uh, the Lord has, has blessed us and given us everything that we have and he, there, it seemed like the more we give, the more he gives. And so we got rentals, and we quit at the age of 39 because uh, we wanted to go back to school and become a contractor so we could build. Build houses. Houses, churches. Mel what? helped on many churches and projects in California, and he was instrumental in doing a lot of the building and helping other churches. And we were able to do this because we had um, our own income. Stream of income. And so everything that he did, he didn't cost anything. So churches were, that was a blessing for us. You were able to give to other people. How many rental houses did y'all have at the, at the height of all this? At the height of it was 69. 69 rental houses. And they drove us crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so give me a year frame. That was about what year that you had 69? 1991. Okay, and then what happened? We lost it all. Lost all we, of it. We, we bought uh, 30 townhomes on a beautiful property in Modesto, and we had... Uh, Modesto, pool. California, uh -huh. 30 condominiums. Yeah, and we had uh, a pool and palm trees, and we've split them up into four lots, and we asked our realtors to go ahead and sell them off, and they came back and said, it's all leaned. You don't own them. Oh, uh, there were and liens against it all. What happened, we found out that the people we'd bought them from had stolen 900000 from his mother-in-law, so her and her lawyer came in and leaned everything. Okay. And even though we'd bought them, uh, with a guaranteed with title, they, we couldn't do anything. So we went to a lawyer, and the lawyer said, I'll take them off your hands. And so we gave them to a lawyer on October the 31st. 1991. And I didn't know, because my wife was sick in Texas, if she would even come home. And when she came home, because my grandfather told me, he said, Son, all you have in this world is your word. If your word's no good, you're no good. And we were Christians. We didn't want to leave a bad example. And she said when she came home... Well, we had been um, 
advised by three Christian financial advisors to go bankrupt. And they said, there's no other way for you. And one of these advisors was a friend we'd had from the time our children were very small and was our Sunday school teacher. He came and he said, there's nothing I can do. He looked at everything we had and and said, there's no way. Uh, but that was, God had a way for us. Yeah, when she came home, she said, we're not going to take bankruptcy. We're going to pay it off. And so we started paying it off, and the Lord started blessing us and blessing us. And I look back, and I can't hardly believe what he did. And we just had such a wonderful life, and uh, we were giving more than we'd ever given before. And uh, we it took us 15 and a half years. We paid off every penny. <laughs> That's amazing. We paid, we paid off mill... Um, estimates that it was about two and two point two million that we paid off, and it might have been more because we don't we burned those records when they were no longer necessary, uh, right? Right. But we he thinks that's what about what we and we gave all we had more to give than we'd ever given. We gave half the property that we still owned. We went down and put it in the name of the Jesus film at that time. <laughs> really? People thought the we big, were crazy. The worldwide Jesus film. That's right. That's right. Oh, we knew Bill Bright. And Vonette, oh my, how wonderful. Really? Yes. Oh, we, we have entertained <laughs> angels. We have entertained <laughs> angels. There's a re I knew there was a reason we were interviewing you guys, your story. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, there's another chapter to your story. <laughs> it's all the Lord. It is nice. We wouldn't be here. We'd be in the grave. So you end up back in Oklahoma in what year? Two, well, we bought property here in 2004 because our we had sold some other property, and our daughter was coming here to do her internship at Jim Thorpe Brain Injury Unit. And so they were here, and she said, Daddy, you need to come up here and look around. She said, it's beautiful here in Oklahoma. And so... He said, well, ask your realtor if they have a mobile home park. Mel's always wanted to buy a mobile home park. Rentals weren't bad enough, so he got a mobile <laughs> home park. <laughs> so, sure enough, she did. Uh -huh. <laughs> she had a, a mobile home park for us, and we bought it. And so we moved. Mel said, I made... Mel used to go out and buy property. He'd be going down the street in Modesto. He'd see something he liked. He'd call a realtor, and he'd say, I'll buy that. And he'd come home and tell me, we got to go to the title company tomorrow so you can sign papers. <laughs> <laughs> so I made him promise that he would never do that again, that he would talk to me, and we would pray about it first. Anyway, we came here and looked at that property, and our son-in-law was with us, and... Um, I got back in the car. I didn't even want to look at that property. And our son-in-law came over and said, Mom, is anything the matter? I said, I think Mel's lost his mind. And I said, I'm not having anything to do with that. And so Mel promised me that he wouldn't, and he didn't. But the Lord was working on me. And a few days later, I was praying about it, and the Lord said, it'll be all right. Let him have it. And so he bought that, and we moved. Here. We, but he made me three promises. You won't have to move to Oklahoma. You won't have to live in a mobile home. And you won't. Ah. Eight months later, here All I was. All of them. You were living in Oklahoma in a mobile home in a mobile home park. I live in the dream life, I yeah. tell you. 
<laughs> so when did you come to church here? About what year was it? We came here in 2006. So just shortly after you... And it, uh, some friends, uh, some people, um, a business acquaintance, Glenn Lee and his wife invited Same. us mm-hmm. to come. We now they, owned, they rented some property from us. And they invited us. We came and we never left. And that was the best thing that ever happened. You guys got to meet some incredible people. Lonnie, Flynn, lived. She is our daughter. Yes. If we could choose a daughter, that's. Those guys are great, aren't they? They are. They're great. And uh, do you know what you say to me every Sunday? Does it ever cross your mind what it is you say to me every time? I love You you. That's it? I love you. I, you know, I'm so thankful that the Lord came to the world to give us a new commandment to love one another as he loved us. That's what it's all about. You know, we live in a crazy world, and people tell you, you know, don't walk up and hug people. You and I hug every time we see each other. And you'll grab me, and you'll hug me, and you'll say, Pastor, I love you. I love you so much. Yeah. It was worth everything coming to Cal- to Oklahoma. The whole move... Everything that we went through, the Lord was preparing us, and everything that we went through and experienced was worth it to get to this church at that time. Man, that is such a humble. We would statement. go through it again. I don't want to, but <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Too. I don't, really didn't mean that, but it was worth it, and for us to be here spiritually, it has been a magnificent experience. It's wonderful. We, how, how can we, we don't have words to express how gracious the Lord has been to us. Well, one of his acts of grace was bringing y'all to us. Y'all are a blessing. Well, Sit on the third row every Sunday morning and we, uh, just loving on people. It's certainly a privilege. Do you remember? Uh, man, let me think. I'm not going to share that. It'll make you uncomfortable if I share it with something else you've done that was really sweet, but I feel like if I do share it, that I'd make you uncomfortable, so I'm not going to share that. Uh, I would just tell you that, um, you know, you see stuff like this, and you think, wow, they're just cherry-picking certain stories. This is who these people are. Uh, There was a reason we invited them and wanted them to come and share their life. If you do not know them, y'all are in the the 915 service? No. Or y'all move around. Wednesday night. You you do Wednesday? But sometimes Mm -hmm. we double dip. Sometimes you double dip. Okay. (laughs) Uh, if you do not know Mel and Elaine, uh, you need to get to know them. Uh, all of our time on earth here is limited. How old are you guys now? 85. 85? 81. 81. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy emphasis on the one. You need to take the time, you know, go out to dinner with them, sit down and let them tell you their story. It's an unbelievable story of the grace of God in their lives. And we have met so many people here that have... A wonderful story, uh, just like Sharon and Ned and um, Mark and Carolyn Matthews. And we could just go on and on and on. And Randy and Liz, it's just amazing to us. We, we love this, this. We call it our family, but our, our church family. You know, we start every service with the same phrase. We believe the Bible teaches that God created us for relationships. And you guys get that. First and foremost with Him, you love Jesus. And secondly, with each other, and you love God's people and your community. And you all have ministered so well. Uh, so many opportunities when you guys did own the mobile home park. 
uh, to minister to people in there, and, and you guys made the most of it. And God, God blessed us by letting you come here. Well, I have been blessed to be married to a man of integrity. I, that has made the difference with our children and grandchildren. We were overplaying with our grandchildren last night. What a blessing that we, our children, we're just blessed. All your kids live in this area? Two of them do. Okay. One daughter lives in Mississippi and her husband, both our son, we have the most wonderful sons-in-law anyone ever had. We've got fantastic sons-in-law. I just, you know, and I'm going to say this kind of as a wrap up. Um, life is hard for everybody. Life is hard for everybody. You live long enough, you're going to have some hard times in life. And there'll be people who go through hard times and it just embitters them. And it, it turns them inward and makes them hard. And then there are people who go through things and though just as hard things, but how they process it and how they see the hand of God changes how you've had hard experiences in life, right? Your fair share of hard experiences in life. And yet everything that comes out of your lips is a praise to God for how good he's been to you. And I just, I love that. I love that about you guys and appreciate it about you so much. It's all about him. It is. It is. All right. If you don't know Melanie Lane, you need to get to know Melanie Lane. And again, what a privilege it is to sit here. What a, a humbling thing it is to hear you talk about God blessing you, bringing you here. And we invited you in because you blessed us, right? And, 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 and the blessing you are to this church. We love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to The Road Detour. 